what I'm offering, they can't get just anywhere. I do deserve to be paid for my time and effort. My customers, they want the extra help. They want the extra touch. They want to find the things that no one else has. So they're willing to pay what I need them to. Running a retail business doesn't have to be so hard. Welcome to the Creative Shop Talk podcast, the go-to podcast for creative shop owners, studio owners, and independent retailers. I'm your host, Wendy Batten, retail business coach and mentor. Each week, I'll share simple proven business strategies, inspiring stories from fellow retailers and advice from industry experts. Together, we're going to work to find the success you want from your retail business with more profits in your till and a little more joy in your life. Well, hey there, my friends, and welcome to the Creative Shop Talk podcast. I'm your host, Wendy Batten. I'm so happy you're here today. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. It is January and we are about to embark on a fabulous new year, 2022. I hope you're getting your planning in place. I hope you're making plans and goals and audacious dreams for the year ahead because it's going to be a fabulous year. And I hope that you are starting the year off feeling empowered and excited about the year ahead. So many amazing things happening, so many amazing opportunities ahead for you, and it's going to be a great year. I want to remind you that Retail Made Simple, my course my four-week course is going to be running starting on January 17th. The doors are open right now, and we would love to have you join us. This is a skills-building course. <laughs> I created this course just for creative shop owners who are looking to level up and move up through the next step of whatever business stage you're at. So we are working on CEO level work. We're working on the numbers and the metrics and the marketing and a lot of the planning and all of the things that it takes for us to grow and level up and up level our business. So if 2022 is your year, I invite you to join us. You can find out more in the show notes or just send me a DM or reach out through wendybatten.com slash RMS, Retail Made Simple. And again, I created the course. We've been running it for two years now. I think we've had hundreds of retailers go through it. It is, I would, I would say, my signature course, and it has helped so many retailers. So if that's something that you think you would love to know more about, go check it out or ask me and we'll share a little bit more. So today, my friends, I have another retailer on that I want to introduce you to. Melanie Kolb is coming on today from Cedar Grove Farms. She is in Hartsell, Alabama, and she is also a Retail Made Simple graduate. She has been in my inner circle for years and a member of my mastermind group, my Level Up mastermind group for the last couple of years. And I have a confession and I don't think I share this with her in the in the in the interview but honestly the first time that we met um she was you know in a in her car in her parking lot in her long driveway of her farm because we couldn't even connect via social like via internet because of the bad internet connection and anyway I share a little bit of that story as we chat and it's so much fun so I was kind of curious how she can run a business but she's doing it so successfully so I wanted to bring retailers on here again not just sharing the highlight reels, not just sharing the success and all the great things that are happening, but share those stories of the ups and downs, the things that are happening along the way 
as we grow our businesses, the different stages of success, the different things that we have to do, the hard times, right? It's not all fun and games. <laughs> it's not all fun and games. There's lots of things on our journey. And Melanie has experienced a lot of those as well, too, right? I'm really excited for you to listen to her story. She literally, and I want you to think about and pay attention to the fact that specifically she had to completely change her business model. Um, and she didn't have to, she wanted to change her business model. And that's scary, right? I know some of you might be thinking about, you know, letting some things go or changing some things up. So I want you to really pay attention to some of the business model changes that she had to, you know, she did or she wanted to do. She was really, really it was really important to her that she make some lifestyle changes so that she wasn't on the road at shows all the time. She wanted to, you know, have a shop in her barn, the same place where there was no internet when we couldn't chat the first couple of times. And, you know, there was, she built something from nothing as far as that barn goes. And she really had to put her CEO hat on and step into that role. Like really, truly, um, you know, she had to try new things. She's super successful with Facebook lives now. Um, she had to try trust the plan. These are things that I hope you'll take away from this, you know, trusting yourself and trusting the plan. There was a plan and it sometimes it's easy to slide back into doing what you know is going to work, but what you were trying to step away from. So she had to really trust in herself and her plan. She had to really understand her customers. Truly, she had a, if anybody, she has a fantastic comprehension of what her customers needs and wants and willingness to do to follow her and to grow that business. She's amazing at that. And, you know, having great faith in oneself, right? She has great faith in her ability and she just keeps moving forward and she implements and learns and tries hard things and does things. And the journey along the way is what she's going to share with us today. So it's been such a, it's such a pleasure to watch Melanie grow again from Cedar Grove Farms. And uh, listen up, let's have a chat with Melanie. You're going to love her story. I have Melanie here and we're, I'm so excited. I've been, I just told her that I've been waiting and waiting to get her to come on, <laughs> to get her on this podcast. Cause I want to share her story with you. So welcome Melanie. Good morning. So Melanie, let's jump right in. Can you share with um, our audience listeners who you are, where you're located and uh, uh, tell us about your shop a little bit. So my name is Melanie. I am a former homeschooling mom. I am located in North Alabama in the middle of nowhere. My shop is on a 40-acre farm, and we converted our barn to make it into a shop for me. I sell French farmhouse. And so it's Cedar Grove Farms. I wonder. Yes, Cedar Grove Farms. Uh, <laughs> let's, we're going to plug you up here. We will be sharing all, all of Melanie's uh, information and everything. So I'm, I'm laughing when you said you're in the middle of nowhere. One of my first conversations with Melanie, I have to share this. Um, you couldn't even get internet at, in your house. And you called me and you were drove down to the end of your big driveway. <laughs> you said, can you hear me now? Can you hear me now? <laughs> I want to build a business here. <laughs> Help. <laughs> so it was so exciting. And I, so I remember that actually finally. Do you remember you used to drive around? Oh, yes. <laughs> Very frustrating. <laughs> so it was really fun. So I invited Melanie on here today because her journey to being a... Um, 
awesome retailer. I mean, like the, what, the work you've done in the last couple of years is phenomenal. Um, you've been putting the work in. She's a definitely not just a dreamer. You're definitely a doer. It didn't happen overnight. There's been lots of ups and downs. Can you tell us a little bit about, um, and the reason I brought you on is because your journey is so, um, I think, very relatable to so many people. You know, we start, you know, with one thing and we morph and grow and you're very determined and a very hard worker, which which a lot of retailers are, but you've been taking all the right steps. And I'm just so I'm so excited for what you've been doing, but it's not always easy. So the journey to where you are now, which is a very busy and thriving. Do you want to just tell us, tell us what's going on right now in your shop, just so that they can, they know what we're talking about. So we have become a destination store because as I said, we are in the middle of nowhere. So we don't have foot traffic. We only have people that we attract to us. So we do a live sale on Facebook on Monday nights and then a live shopping tour for people who are usually several states away who order from us. Some are local that just don't have time to come in. So we're doing a lot of shipping. Then we are open for our event weekends. And so that takes a lot of planning and execution. We expanded from last year just doing one day per weekend to now doing two days per weekend and two weekends per month. And we've got plans to expand again next year. Right. And so and you've been sharing um, with me, uh, Melanie's in my Level Up Mastermind group. So I'm intimately aware of like her revenues and all, you know, how well she's doing, but it wasn't always a piece of cake. So before you called me from that driveway that time and jumped in, you know, to coaching, um, can you, can you kind of go back? Let's rewind a little bit of the clock so that we can, retailers can see, you know, the journey. Um, You know, how did you start selling and, you know, and what was the journey and any struggles along the way with that? Do you want to just share your journey a little tiny bit to where you are now? Cause where you are now is so amazing as you just shared. Um, but where did it start? How did this all start? So actually I started off with booths. Then I went from booths to vintage pop-up markets. Then I kind of hit a midlife crisis. My <laughs> Children that I had homeschooled all the way through. My daughter suddenly wanted to go on to dual enrollment classes. I needed to fill my time. COVID hit. I had bought for 10 shows, was only able to do two, had trailers full of merchandise. And so my husband said, we have this barn space. Let's set up here. And I said, no one will come here. We're in the middle of nowhere. And then I started lots and lots of lives on Facebook to attract people here to the farm. Yeah. And you had a reputation though. Let's, let's back up a little, like even a little bit more. Um, when you called me or when you first reached out for, with this, I I think you actually said, I have this crazy idea, <laughs> you know, and one of your, and I, and I want to encourage people who think that they have a crazy idea or they want to shift their business model, which is what you wanted to do. You were tired of going to the shows. And I think this was pre-COVID too, right? Pre-COVID, you started this shift. I think before you were, you were getting tired of shows. And I, and I think one of your first business model changes, if I'm, if I remember correctly, was that you wanted to stop lugging to all these shows and doing all the shows. And like, we can, we have this barn, we have this space, what's possible, right? So you've, you had that sort of what's possible in your business, um, mindset, I guess. Cause I, and I think it's great. And I think, like you said, I have this crazy idea. <laughs> I, I think maybe you said your husband had a crazy idea. <laughs> so 
So <laughs> how in, of course, in very pivotal, pivotal, again, guys, I can never say that word is very pivotal, pivotal to have your spouse on board. And I know that you do, you have great support, but it wasn't always easy. It was like, how do we go from going to all these shows and selling? I mean, you were doing really well at, at uh, shows. So you had a reputation, you had a Facebook group or, or a presence, you had, you know, you had a repu- a really good reputation for having high quality products and service and people love you. I mean, they do, they love you have just, you've grown the super fans, but how do we get them to come to this place? Like, how do we make this business shift? And so there must've been some thought pattern of like, did you always think it was possible? Do you want to share that with people? No, I really didn't think it was possible. Um, <laughs> I just had to jump in there and see. And like you said, my husband's support was huge. And then once we did start rolling here, I was overwhelmed by the shows, but I was afraid to give them up because I was afraid that people wouldn't keep coming here. But instead, it was absolutely the right thing to do. I was able to really wow people here because I have time to change out my vignettes, to source items, you know, in ways that I never could have before if I was spreading myself so thin by going to shows. I've even had to cut down on the amount of picking that I do and do it very strategically and not every weekend like I did before. So in ways it actually has been less work because I have planned very, very strategically. So can you explain to people how, um, and I, I've watched you step into the role of CEO and what kind of struggles did you, how did you get through the struggles or making those decisions? How did you, where did that courage, maybe your confidence come from to step into that role? Cause I've watched you very confidently step into that role. Um, and it has been scary and I don't think anybody makes these changes without scary moments. Um, you know, what gets you through the struggles? If you want to kind of tell us how you get to the other side of all those decision-making. I think that's hilarious because I think it's fear of failure. So I don't want to fail. Therefore I'm going to plan and reverse engineer. And the other big thing is wanting to be the happy place. And if you're going to be the happy place, you have to be calm. You have to have everything planned out. You have to have done everything that you need to do And if our customers are happy, we're happy. We're all having a good time. And for me, that's what it's all about is to really enjoy each other. Wow. Let's, let's unpack that a little tiny bit, because I think that's really powerful. First of all, you're reverse engineering. So I love that. I teach that. I know like we talk about this all the time. It's like, this is what we want. Let's figure out the steps we need to take to get there. And there's like a million tiny little steps. So we reverse engineer all the steps. And then we take one little step at a time. I've watched you like walk through mud to get through those steps, like literally probably through that bar on the bar as you were redoing and cold days. And I mean, literally and figuratively walk through the weeds and the mud of, you know, one step, one step, one step towards your, your, your dream of a not failing and B seeing that success. Cause you've identified, I think one of the things of being a CEO is identifying where we're headed, what we want. This is what we want. We want this to be a destination shop. Um, here's how we get there. And again, I've watched you just take all of those steps, um, that need to happen. The other thing is so nail on the head, as far as people come to you for a calm, beautiful experience. 
I think a lot of retailers, uh, especially, um, so we're recording this in, uh, in the middle of crazy, it's Thanksgiving week. And I know we're going to this, it's actually playing live in January, but it's, you know, recording um, in the crazy season. If we are running around with our head cut off, if we're worn out, if we're not taking care of ourselves, if we're not planning things, like I watch you do all the time, people are going to see that. They're going to be like, oh, who's this cranky pants person? Also with our teams, right? And now we talk about this a lot in our groups, but if we're cranky with our team, we're cranky with our customers, that's not a very lovely place for them to be. So that is a great point. Thank you for making that. And being super aware. I know you're super aware of the experience that you're offering to your customers because you have a really high return rate. I mean, of, of, of loyal customers, they drive from everywhere's to Melanie's barn, like everywhere's how far away would you say is your farthest client? Probably five hours is our farthest client, which absolutely blows my mind. So I would totally drive five hours to come to your barn. I really, like, I totally would drive five hours. If I, if there was a Cedar Grove farms, <laughs> I would totally experience just because of the reputation that you're building. So you are offering great service, great um, products, pricing, and you don't go on pricing alone. Let's just talk about that. I mean, that's another CEO decision I've watched you make. You're, you stick to your margins, you stick to your, to your guns and you know, your numbers, you've been very on top of your numbers. Do you want to speak a little bit about how understanding those numbers and how you can push the gas to make them work for you a little bit? Is that that has been huge in learning that from you. Retail Made Simple was huge for me. And just understanding that what I'm offering, they can't get just anywhere. I do deserve to be paid for my time and effort. And I think because I'm on a farm, sometimes people ask me about discounts thinking, you know, and we're not a flea market. And I get up at five in the morning to go to flea markets and things can be found cheaper, but they have to put in the effort. And I put in a lot of effort. And that's kind of what I say is, I'm sorry, I can't. I travel a lot to get all my items. I work hard even to source my wholesale items because I try to have things that others don't have, which means buying from a lot of different companies. So you know, they're also paying for my design expertise when I arrange a floral arrangement for them, I don't charge anything. So I have to take all of that into account. And I've learned that my customers, that is what they're seeking, is they want the extra help. They want the extra touch. They want to find the things that no one else has. So they're willing to pay what I need them to. You know, It's not exorbitant, but it is the numbers that I need to yeah, it's keep not, my business going. Yeah, it's not gouging to to price for value and what service. I mean, it's not, I mean, I think we have a tendency to think that and definitely your pricing, you're very aware. And this is a really big thing that I have, again, watched you excel at understanding your ideal customer and those customers, you know, because because at, at some points, you know, all of us go through, we could serve these people, we could serve all of these, you know, there's like a broad range. And, you know, 
we have to not niche down. That's not, I mean, it's not just one type of customer. I know we, we have a few different ones, but you're very aware of what your customers, what they're thinking, what they're feeling, what they need. They are paying for ex, like your excellent customer service and your design ideas. And, you know, they, they understand the value in that. And so we don't need, you know, the penny pincher. And again, we're always going to have somebody, you know, there's always going to be the, the few, but uh, you know, it's been, it's been, um, very uh, encouraging to other people. I know other members of our inner circle, other members of our mastermind watching you step into that because it's, it's good teaching for all of us to remember, you know, we are, we are worth, we are worth that, right? You work really hard. I know. I see you go girl. I know how hard you work. And um, also let's talk a little bit about um, changing that business model from going to the shows, there was a period and I, I'm, I'm gosh, you know what, with COVID, I can't remember. Was that just this, was that just recently or not that long ago where there was a couple of shows that you did really well, like financially, you knew the sales would be good. You knew your customers would be there. And I think you had to make some decisions. And I, and I joke, cause I literally figuratively like picture you putting that CEO hat on like an actual CEO hat on and making some decisions. And I know you came to the group and, you know, you brainstormed some ideas and, you know, we talked a little bit about it, but ultimately you had to make some decisions to, do I go to these shows or do I stay here? And, you know, how did, how do you process decision-making? I, I don't want to, you know, I don't know if that's a hard question to answer, but how do you process okay, here's, here's the situation. I know if I go there, like, how do we let go of things that we kind of know are a good thing so that we can expand on opportunities that are unknown, but we are hopeful for, does that make sense? It does. And I am not a risk taker. No, so I know that was yeah. very difficult yeah. for me. Yeah, and honestly, it was physical exhaustion for me because it was in the spring of this year. And when I did that show the week afterwards, I was so exhausted. I felt like I had the flu and I, I wasn't sick. It was just pushing myself too hard. And sadly, that's what it took for me to realize, hey, you've got to try something else. And if you're working this hard at home, what can you produce? And it was worth it a thousand times over. And that's where I needed a group like Mastermind or inner circle to bounce the ideas off other people and to get the reassurance that I wasn't crazy, that I could do this. And then to just get all in, you know, once it takes me a while to make a decision, but once I do, I'm all in and I give it all I've got. Yeah. I, so I, again, I watched you sort of struggle through that. It's, and it's hard for all of us to let go of the known thing, right? Like you knew if you went to that market, you were going to make money. Like you knew, you just knew, you knew that. But again, there's physical, there was all these factors, physical, uh, physical exhaustion and is one. Um, and how do we grow this? If we're still trying to keep that, that's sort of a thing that I feel like was a tension for you. And for a lot of us, for a lot of retailers wanting to change brands, wanting to do something different in our stores, wanting to do, you know, we have to make those decisions, we have to be brave. We have to make decisions. I always say we have to make decisions with our heart and our head. <laughs> so, you know, your head was telling you, you know, that's a good thing, right? Um, that market, you know, we, in the bank balance, you know, we knew it's a guarantee. It's kind of a guaranteed win if we stick with this product or we stick with this thing, but you knew. So by making that choice, I guess I just want to fast forward through that. You made the choice not to go to that second market. Your health was, you know, thanked you. I'm sure your family thanked you, you know, and then that gave you the energy and the space to 
grow what you really want it to do and what that I the goalpost was to grow the, the, the location, the destination location. So it gave you more energy to do that. So maybe instantly we didn't get that same boost of cash, but quite, quite quickly you have, you have grown that. So now I know markets are not even a thing now for you. You're like, yeah, I'm done. <laughs> so no more lugging, no more 4am truck drives, no more breakdowns, no more. <laughs> we, those of you that are listening to this that have done markets and they're amazing and they're a wonderful way. I mean, look what they did for Melanie in growing her business, but they're a lot of work. We all know that. I mean, not that retail is not a lot of work, but um, so it's been such a pleasure. I am going to make sure that like, I want, want to encourage everybody to go look at your page, go follow you on Facebook, see what you're doing with your Facebook lives, listen to your, like what your clients are saying, watch like the beautiful pictures and all of the things that you've done. It's really remarkable what you've done with your barn. You have a beautiful video of your farm. Is that still up? I'm throwing you under the bus here now. <laughs> Is that still up? Because I wrote, you know, it was up, but it's a beautiful introductory to, and you've made massive changes over the last year to your property now, like to, you know, when things are in flux, when we're making these really cool decisions as a CEO of changing our business, all of those things that you reverse engineered were on a list. And then there was these other dream things. Well, if all these things come true, I want to do these things. We've You've expanded the barn already. You've pushed through walls and poured cement and <laughs> had ceilings fall on you. It was all kinds of fun things happening, <laughs> right? But it has been amazing watching you grow. And if you build it, they won't come like that, they, that old saying, but you built it and they came because you promoted your marketing strategy. You put heavy strategy behind your marketing. You didn't wing that. So um, that again, kudos to you with your CEO hat on. So what would you say? is um, what does it mean to be a CEO to you? What does, what does all of this, like putting your, to being a retailer CEO mean to you or how has it changed things for you? I think something that you've taught me is consistency is key. I think that is something that has been huge in building my business is even if no one else showed up for lives, I was there. And then after they realized they could count on me, then they were showing up and just being yourself. You know, I do goofy things during lives and I drop things and stumble over my words and everything else, but I just keep going because that's not what it's about. Um, no one's expecting us to be per perfect except ourselves. And if we let that go, we're a lot happier. Just be consistent, do what we love, love on our customers and everybody's happy. Wow. That's such, such great advice. That is, uh, Oh, that is so good. So I got to give you a chance to brag. What are you most proud of, of what you've done, what you've accomplished in your shop and to date? Because I know there's more coming. <laughs> I think what I'm most proud of is being able to see what works and what doesn't and letting go of what doesn't and planning more of what does and kind of getting comfortable in allowing myself to judge that. And I think that is a CEO thing is cutting off what's not working, which was the shows and adding in what is working and more of what's working and also knowing when enough's enough. And yeah. And you, so, and one of the hard things and one of the difficult things that a lot of retailers face um, is learning the metrics and the math to may help make those decisions. And I know that you're very aware now of, 
what we should measure. What do we say all the time? We can't grow what we don't measure. So, you know, that's where you're making a lot of decisions. I see that as well. So that's, uh, that's really good. So what's next? What's next for Cedar Grove Farms? What's coming up? What, what are you most excited about coming into 2022 with your business? I'm really excited about adding a VIP night. Ooh. So we'll do that seasonally. And that will be the night before we open our big event. So they get to shop early. We do personalized demos. I really like it when I get a lot of one-on-one time with customers. So I'm super excited about adding that in. I think that is a win-win for you and your clients. I think your customers are going to eat that up because they love spending time with you as much as you love spending time with them. So I'm that's exciting. I can't wait to see how you unpack that, unfold that, and how that all transpires. I know it's going to be amazing. Um, again, like all the things you do. So as we wrap up, thank you so much. I know your time is valuable. Again, we're recording this. Uh, Thanksgiving week when we're getting ready for all the big things. I so appreciate your time, uh, Melanie here. But as we wrap up, can you share with us? um, I always like to ask uh, guests if they want to share a little bit of any wisdom or quote or a favorite uh, piece of advice that you might have for retailers that are listening or something that's been impact to you that has helped you through all of your business. I would say you referred to it as super fans and that's a wonderful book. And I think that that's really our big mantra here is we want to love our customers to the point that they love us in return. And it makes for such a happy experience for all of us. It's kind of like we're the grandparents. We want to try to do everything possible to say yes and not say no, spoil them, make everything wonderful. And that becomes the entire vibe and energy is everybody's happy. Everybody's dancing around. Everybody's just so excited to be there. And how can you not enjoy that? So it makes us all enjoy going to work. Oh, that's such a great way of looking at it. Now I'm going to think of like us all as the grandparents because <laughs> it is a really great analogy as a grandma. I know that that analogy is really, really great. Um, the book that Melanie's talking about is super fans by Pat Flynn. And it's really, um, it's, you know, that's what small business is. And I'm like, I got goosebumps. That is what I feel. That is my mission is to help. I think like we independent retailers, that's what we want. We want to share our, you know, we want to share our passion. And I, I see you do this every day and it comes from your heart. Um, it also, you know, you've got your CEO hat on, so you're making business decisions on the back in the back room, you're making the business decisions, but those business decisions are allowing you to have the energy, the time, the money, the space, the business to serve your clients this way. And they are so appreciative of it. And, you know, we need, the world needs more of that. I think the world needs more of these beautiful, happy destinations. So the world needs our small independent businesses to grow like yours. So again, we have to have our CEO hats on to make that happen. All of that stuff's happening on the back end so that you have a viable business. And then you have this huge part of what you do, which is serving your clients with such heart. And they are super fans. I love watching your clients and um, I'm a super fan too. I can't wait. I would draw, I'm trying to figure out how far is it from where I am to where you are. That's my goal. And my mission is to go visit all my retailers some point in time. So I'll drive probably 20 hours to see, you know, so um, that would be awesome. Um, So thank you so much for your time today, Melanie. I'm going to, uh, what's the best way for retailers to uh, fellow retailers and shop owners to find you? I would say Facebook shop cedargrovefarms.com. You can also find us shop cedargrovefarms.com on Instagram. And that is also our website. 
Yeah. She has a beautiful Instagram, Facebook, and website. So I actually sometimes use Melanie's website when I'm showing other retailers what they need to do. So we will have all of those links so you can go follow and support and see how the beautiful things that Melanie's doing. Thank you, Melanie, for being here. Well, that's it for this week's episode of the Creative Shop Talk podcast. I'm so glad that you're here to join us this week, and I hope you found value in what we're sharing here. I want to remind you that our website has all of the show notes. You can find it at wendybatten.com slash podcast. Everything that you need to hear about today's podcast is there. Also an opportunity if you need to reach out to me. If I can support you in any way whatsoever, please feel free to reach out. Make sure you join our Rockstar Creatives Facebook group. We will continue the conversation over there weekly. So thanks for joining us. Please leave a review, subscribe if you can, and never miss an episode. We hope to see you back here again next week. Thanks, my friend. Have a great week.